Welcome to Figures in the Dark, the podcast where we tell stories of all things murderous, paranormal, and terrifying that go on in the dark. My name's Tori. My name's Taylor Shay. Hey, guys. Hi. We were just yes. obsessing over our boy cats because we, I'm I didn't understand mom. what it meant to be a boy mom <laughs> until I got Nutter Butter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this little man has my heart. Yes. Like, I love Powder. Mm-hmm. I love her. But Nutter Butter is just. He's a baby boy. He's a little baby boy. And I get like, mm-hmm. I understand the obsession behind boy cats now they're so much more snuggly than girl cats it definitely is a thing like neutered males are supposed to be so much more Mm -hmm. calm and Mm -hmm. powder is never calm no she's correct yes and i mean her full name is powder shathid yes like shithead but shathid it's shathid (laughs) shithead it's shathid (laughs) yes whereas like my son he's such a sweet gentle boy like he may not always be the most snuggly unless you like physically bring him to you but he's so gentle he is mischievous though sometimes like he he does hop on the fridge i have caught him multiple times on the on our indoor camera sitting on top of the fridge i'm like boy that's how he lost his teeth yes can we not do that i think we've mentioned it before because i talked about how how he was like with his dental Mm -hmm. surgery but yes my cat literally fell onto his face mm-hmm. and broke his tooth because he's the only cat in the world who doesn't land on his feet mm-hmm. and smashed a tooth and I had to have he had to have all of the top ones up on front removed so he's just gummy up on mm-hmm. the top mm-hmm. he's got no tooths up there mm-hmm. and it's really cute but yeah. also like could we not we make a joke things? all the time about like if he goes to the vet he's like they took my, my teeth, teeth last time I don't want to go there that's a place where they take my teeth right? hello be like butters been like they just stuff shove stuff up my butt <laughs> yeah because he's always goes there for like butt and eye issues so like yeah. they put stuff in my eyes and up my butt but and pigeons like they took my, my teeth, teeth. then we go nutter butters like are they gonna take my, my teeth, teeth? He was like, I don't know. That's where you go to get them taken. They're going to take your teeth. <laughs> They're going to have a little powwow tonight. And Butter's going to be like, I heard mom's taking me to the vet tomorrow. Oh, my God. What's going on? No. Um, so what are we talking about today? So today I'm going to tell you a little bit about the abduction of Carolyn Watts. Okay. Um, I also saw this case on TikTok and mm. was like, what the fuck did you just say? Mm-hmm. So I had to know everything about it, mm. as I do with mm. these things. So we'll just jump right on in. So Carolyn Watson was 17, uh, was then 17, and Julian Bushwald were 22, were a devoted couple in the spring of 2008 when they had set out for a picnic in the Australian countryside. Mm-hmm. So although there was a little bit of an age gap, the pair had been dating for two years at this time and were very serious about each other. Mm -hmm, They were even intent on marrying. So the two were extremely religious and went to church often because these beliefs that the pair had, they had then made the agreement to wait to have sex until marriage. Mm -hmm. So on paper, although they seemed uh, to be a bit of an odd couple given the age both families seemed very supportive since they had shared values in common and because mm-hmm. their families were quite religious yeah. as well. So both were very big into nature and often took dates going hiking and walk or walking and things like that. So in March of 2008, when they drove off to a parcel of wooded land that Julian's family owned in Budgery for a picnic, no one really thought anything of it, that mm-hmm. this kind of sounded like a very common date idea mm-hmm. for them. So on the drive to the spot where they were going, where they were intending to go, Julian spotted an animal on the side of the road and stopped to inspect it. Mm-hmm. So often he he did this not only to attempt to try to save injured animals, mm-hmm. but apparently also he did like to look at roadkill or other things of the sort. So this 
wasn't exactly out of character for him to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird though. Real weird. Dahmer vibes. It's it's a weird thing to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, I feel kind of strange about that. Like Agreed. I know some people like who do taxidermy as a mm-hmm. hobby that they. Uh, sometimes take roadkill for that but i still think it's a little gross i i agree oh speaking of hobbies so last night one of the people who came over and was hanging out with us at my friend's house um she was telling us about how her friend was dating recently and Mm -hmm. like on dating apps and she had matched with this one guy and we were talking about like hobbies that Mm -hmm. are like like if someone i'll be honest like this is my own personal preference just because i don't like working out if someone says that one of their main hobbies is working out is working out i'm like i'm not no agreed no i'm not going on a gym date i Mm -hmm. have been asked on gym dates before and i'm like Mm -hmm. that's not a place doesn't sound fun that's not a place like there's all this like uproar or upheaval right now about uh arguing back and forth if the cheesecake factory is a good date spot Mm mm-hmm Go to Cheesecake Factory if you want. Mm-hmm. Even take me to a McDonald's and I'd be fine with a McDonald's date. But don't take me to the fucking gym. No, nope, I agree. I completely that agree. That is not a date. Don't do that to me. But her friend would like match with some guy and he was like, oh, well, what are some of your hobbies? And she embroiders. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, embroidery is my hobby. And then he unmatched her. First of all, as someone who does embroidery as my main hobby, <laughs> there is no red flags behind that. No. It's artistic. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's it's time consuming. It's intricate. Like, yeah. what? My only thought was that he was just like, oh, she's a fucking grandma. True, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, deleted her. But I yeah. was like, it's not like she said her hobby was taxidermy. Like, it's embroidery. Yeah. Hello? It's not that big a deal. No, hello? You don't want to chill with some girl and she's just sewing? Right? It was like, it's not like she's sewing up dead bodies. Like, exactly. What's wrong with you? Hello? But yeah, I just couldn't stop laughing when they told me that. I was like, I thought of you immediately. <laughs> so I was like, you embroider? Pff, fuck you. I'm fuck done. you, bitch. Fuck you, I'm out. Like, hello? What? But yeah, so he had a weird habit of liking to look at roadkill. So when he saw this dead animal and pulled over to look at it, Carolyn was like, yeah, that's stuff he does. Mm, Yeah. So however, after Julian had left the car and had walked into the woods, uh, which Carolyn assumed was because he had more or there was more that he had wanted to see Mm. or maybe he was looking for a better resting place for the animal or something like that. Uh, But things soon took a very dramatic change. Mm -hmm. Uh, A masked man attacked her. He then hogtied her, gagged her, blindfolded her, and threw her in the trunk of the car. (gasps) So sometime after the car then drove off, uh, and she said that she was in that trunk for what felt like they had been driving around for hours. Holy shit. She's really doesn't know. For her, it felt like hours, but also like in that kind of a situation, trauma, it tra- probably hours, feels like minutes. Forever. feel like hours in trauma. Exactly. But she said it was. It felt like a very long time, mm-hmm. and then the car finally stopped. This person then took her out of the car and began marching her through what she gathered to be woods, uh, mm-hmm. just by like the crunching and like the movement. Mm-hmm. Again, she's blindfolded, so mm-hmm. she cannot see. Not hog tied. Hog tied anymore, though. No, she's still tied up. Oh, well, shit. her feet had been tied and her mm. hands have been tied and she's being, like, mm. drugged through gotcha. the woods, basically, from what she's gathered. And then this person, t- uh, like, was marching her through the woods. Eventually, her attacker threw her to the ground mm. and began digging a hole. Oh, no, 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 no. When the man that abducted her then picked her up, uh, cut off her clothes, and threw her into this hole, she assumed this would be her grave. Mm-hmm. 
So she was terrified, scared, and felt like there was nothing she could do. Mm -hmm. She continued to pray, hoping that somehow she would be okay. She then noticed that it sounded as if her attacker had walked away. Mm -hmm. She waited alone for some time, thinking that this person must be far gone, but suddenly began to hear a stir. Mm. She heard someone struggling and then eventually someone calling out to her. She listened closer and realized that the voice she heard was Julian's. <gasps> oh, shit. He said that he that he was not blindfolded, but that he was also tied up, that he could come to her and heard her him like rustling mm -hmm. his way to her. He claimed that he had that he felt like someone had struck him in the back of the head mm -hmm. and then was unconscious, but woke up here and discovered that he, too, was tied up. His clothes had been ripped mm -hmm. off or cut off. And he was finally, like, when getting his bearings together, looked around and saw her. Mm -hmm. He had, all, like, because, again, he was not blindfolded, but she was. He got over to the hole where she was thrown into. Uh, but when he tried to get over there, he also found that their attacker had dropped some things nearby mm -hmm. uh, where she had been dumped into this hole. So he had found scissors. Mm -hmm. and cut his hands uh mm -hmm. like cut free his hands and then cut the binding from hers mm -hmm. so he took off her blindfold uh and she saw that he too was also had also like had ropes and stuff cut off around mm -hmm. him and was also naked mm -hmm. so they got themselves fully free and decided that they did not want to risk their attacker coming back and finding them mm -hmm. so they set off to run in the opposite direction from where they heard the attacker go mm -hmm. But before leaving, Julian had picked up some of their belongings that looked to be dumped by this mm -hmm. hole, too. So he grabbed some of the food that they had packed and a sleeping bag that he had found, and they took off running in the other direction. I, I want to pause for a second here. Yeah. This, I have a, a, an idea in my head. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm right, and I don't know if I should say it, but I think it's sus. This is sus. It sounds a little strange, yeah. So um, I'm just going to reserve my judgment real quick. Yeah. And let you continue, but I think this is very suspect. Yeah, this is sounding a little strange. Because 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 what attacker would leave scissors behind? Yeah, like I can maybe kind of almost see like the belongings being left yeah. there. Because what if they're dumping everything yeah. all at once in one spot? But the scissors, yeah, that was a little strange. Yeah. Too. Anyway. As all of this was happening, both Julian and Carolyn's families are beginning to worry because mm -hmm. their kids are not the type to just not come home. Mm -hmm. They're both are outdoorsy and understand that being in the woods at night in mm -hmm. Australia at that time of year would be unbelievably cold in comparison mm -hmm. to the daytime. And also, again, Carolyn is only 17. Mm -hmm. She is still a minor. Mm -hmm. So Carolyn's parents, uh, when worrying about her then looked around uh, the outside of their house and they found this note outside their house mm -hmm. and basically telling them to keep away from Carolyn or she would get hurt. Mm -hmm. They call the police, but they were basically ignored by law enforcement mm -hmm. and tell them that it was probably just a prank. Mm -hmm. So Julian's parents, however, they're getting real worried and they decide to search around their property, hoping maybe Julian had taken her back, but was mm -hmm. hanging out around their wooded property. Mm -hmm. uh, while looking around, his mother finds near their fence this literal message in a bottle, like a bottle mm -hmm. 
empty bottle with a note in it. Mm -hmm. She takes it out and she reads it. And it's an extremely profane note, basically saying that Julian and Carolyn have been kidnapped. And if the police are called, that they will be harmed, assaulted, and that Carolyn in particular will be set on fire. Oh, shit. Yeah. So as well as the note has multiple drawings of this odd looking symbol on it. Mm Mm-hmm. So Mrs. Bushwald ignores the note's threats and calls the police immediately. She tells the police about how long the pair have been gone, their intentions to picnic in the woods, the property that they owned that Mm. Julian was supposed to be taking them to, and she hands over this note. So the police discover that this symbol is connected to a satanic cult Mm -hmm. called the Order of Nine Angles. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you, I still don't know if I wrote angles or angels in my notes because I'm dyslexic Mm. and I cannot tell the difference between those two Mm. words. Other than when it's context. Mm -hmm. So this cult actively preaches violence and is known to vehemently hate Christianity. Mm -hmm. So this is a very secretive cult that, although is international, was not present in Australia. So police thought that perhaps that maybe they could have kidnapped this very religious couple Mm -hmm. for the purpose of making a foothold in Australia and Mm -hmm. causing fear and terror. Mm -hmm. So after Julian's parents called law enforcement with their note and letting them know uh, that they had not returned. And it was, again, it's a March in Mm -hmm. Australia. It's going to be cold at night and Mm -hmm. they're not back. They also were thinking maybe normal things like, what if someone broke an ankle? Mm -hmm. Like, what if someone's hurt Mm -hmm. and they just couldn't get back? Because they try to rationalize anything but that they're actually being hurt. Yes, exactly. Like, because what sounds more realistic about two teenagers or two teenagers being gone and not coming mm-hmm. back in home on time when they were supposed to be camping in the woods that they've been kidnapped by a satanic cult or that someone had yep. fallen and gotten hurt exactly so police did finally start taking their disappearances seriously and began to search the budgery woods and the bushwald property uh that they were supposed to be going to hoping that they'd find the pair just lost or in need of assistance mm-hmm. so for the next six days Jesus. Count them six. Almost a week. Julian and Carolyn or Carolyn ran, hid, and huddled together to survive all the time worried that at any moment their attacker would find them again. Mm-hmm. So Carolyn was desperately lost and scared and looked to Julian to guide them to safety. And he did try to take mm-hmm. on that role. So they ate the peanut butter and tahini sandwiches that Julian had taken when they had fled. And they huddled together using the sleeping bag that he had snagged at night to try to withstand the cold. Mm-hmm. So, however, at one point during their last day, they had been so lost that they ended up actually circling back around and ended up back at the dump site where they had fled from days earlier. So, luckily, they got, like, it's been six days. Their attacker was not there, and many of their belongings that had been dumped along with them were still there. Mm -hmm. So, they stole clothes of theirs that were in a bag that had been packed and had also been dumped at the hole that Carolyn had Mm -hmm. been thrown in. So, and finally, after six long, harrowing days, they managed to make it out of the woods and flagged down a passing truck. Mm -hmm. So, they were rescued by a farmer outside of the Alpine National Park, more than six hours by car alone, away from where they had originally stopped to see the dead animal. Jesus Christ. Yep. Six hours by car. Jesus. They had sunburns and small cuts all over them from their time running and hiding in the forest, but otherwise else, they were physically okay. Mm -hmm. So the kind farmer called the police, and the police looking for the pair immediately went to talk to them Mm -hmm. about what had happened. 
So both Julian and Carolyn told them about this awful story of being abducted and driven away from the spot where they saw the dead animal on the road and about the hole uh, in the woods where they were dumped along with some of their stuff. So police were hoping that with enough guidance, they'd be able to find this hole and Mm -hmm. hopefully they could find evidence left behind there. Mm -hmm. And luckily they were able to find the spot Mm -hmm. and the duct tape, rope and other things that had been used on the pair were all still there. Mm -hmm. So police had this plethora of evidence to go through and they could use it to try to find who had done this to them. Mm -hmm. So when they went through everything, all of the tools that had been used on Carolyn and Julian Everything that they found all belonged to Julian. I I fucking knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Everything traced back to him. So even before this, police were skeptical of this stranger abduction story. But as they were looking through everything and everything belonged to Julian and no other DNA but his or Carolyn's was being found, they had some questions. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I would too. They were also rightfully confused about this and because almost most of their stories matched up completely other than when Julian claimed that he was unconscious Mm -hmm. there, there were some things that just didn't add up, especially that Julian, again, he claimed that he had been hit on the back of the head and was knocked unconscious for Mm -hmm. a long period of time. But in his hospital evaluation, there was no head wound or any kind of head injury. And and we all know, like, Mm -hmm. even if you just lightly scratch your head, it bleeds like a fuck ton. If you were hit so hard, you're unconscious, you're going to have some type of skull fracture. Yep. There's going to be a mark. Uh, Mm -hmm. They couldn't even find a scratch on his head. Mm -hmm. Nothing that could account for being rendered unconscious for Mm -hmm. hours. Literally nothing. So police asked Julian, how could this be? Mm-hmm. And after a while, Julian finally changed his story about what had happened on March 4th. So he tells police that they did stop to see the dead animal on the side of the road. Carolyn did not stay with him when inspecting the animal. And he did go into the woods without Carolyn and went out of eyesight. But he planted that dead animal, put that dead animal there. And when he went into the forest uh, by himself, which he knew would happen because Carolyn wasn't going to go with him, he retrieved a mask and rope that he had planted there. And he donned the mask and came out of the woods and attacked, tied, gag, and gagged and threw Carolyn in the trunk. He then drove close to where they were dumped in the woods, hid his car in the woods, drug her through the woods, dug that hole uh, that she thought was going to be her grave, cut off her clothes, and dumped her in the hole. Near there, he also dumped the sleeping bag, food, and other needed supplies to keep them alive out in the woods for those six days. He then cut up his own clothes, tied himself up, and laid on the ground for a little bit for a while away from her until he pretended to wake up from being knocked unconscious and called out for her as if he had been abducted too. Why did he do this, you may ask? Mm -hmm. Well... He explained to police about their relationship and their extremely devote or devout Christian values mm-hmm. and how they had made this pact to abstain from sex until the pair were married. But recently, Julian and Carolyn had had a discussion about the timeline on when they would marry. Mm-hmm. And he wanted it to happen either immediately after her graduation or even before that. Mm-hmm. But Carolyn didn't. She wanted to wait a few more years for them to get their life together Mm -hmm. and even talked about maybe going to college and waiting through that. Mm -hmm. Julian didn't want to wait. So, okay. Yep. All right. He wanted them to have sex. So he thought if he could force them to be stranded, terrified, and naked in the woods, that maybe she would have sex with him. In those six days, he attempted to coerce her into having sex. He tried to convince her that it would keep them warm. 
and that maybe they would have a better chance of surviving if they had had sex. Uh, but she refused. He told her, well, we may die out here, so we might as well have sex. But she refused again. He even said that they could just marry in the eyes of God out there in the woods so that they could consummate the marriage and have sex. But she still refused. Uh, okay. Yep. Uh, okay. So one of the other things that he hid in these woods was a map. So he knew where he was the entire time. So for six days, he led her around in circles, hoping to wear her down about the sex and agree and get her to agree. But on the sixth day, he just couldn't take it anymore in the woods and led them back to their clothes from the dump site and led them out of the woods and flag, uh, flag down the farmer. Yeah, so he literally for six days, he led them around in circles purposefully, hoping to wear her down. I... I- I'm yep. like fucking speechless. Like the fucking audacity of men. Like you're going to make your girlfriend think she was kidnapped mm-hmm. and like thought she was going to die yep. because you just want to get a nut in. Are you fucking uh-huh. kidding me? Like that is absolutely fucking ridiculous. What makes you think yeah. in your pee fucking size brain that bringing a woman in the woods and cutting off her clothes and traumatizing her mm-hmm. is going to make her want to fuck you? Yep. Every time I'm traumatized, whether it be because of abuse, whatever, I never want to fuck. Nope. Hello? Also, why do you think or why are you so desperate to have this happen? If you want to have sex so badly, why don't you find somebody else who is willing exactly. to have sex with you? And or someone whose values matches yours? Anything. Like, I do not understand how he ever thought that this was an acceptable mm. idea. So he was then charged with a litany of crimes report uh, related to this. And eventually he was tried and convicted of kidnapping and making a false report. Mm-hmm. So this is where this story should end. But mm-hmm. it doesn't. So in between his conviction hearing where he was convicted of these crimes and when he was supposed to be sentenced, the judge still allowed him to have bail in between. He was bailed out before his scheduled sentencing hearing in September of 2009, and he took off. He had obtained an Indian Nationals passport and had managed to make it out of Australia and landed in Chennai. So, however, the the Indian Air Police were not convinced that this was a real passport because although Julian had dyed his hair black and was found donning several layers of Mm self-tanner, he still had blue eyes and was very Mm -hmm. clearly a white man. Mm -hmm. So he was caught and brought back to Australia for sentencing. Good. So he was then sentenced to seven years and Mm -hmm. three months for the kidnapping, but Mm -hmm. the judge also added another six months to the sentence for his attempt to flee from justice. So during this time in prison, though, he did try to appeal his sentence on the basis that he claimed that it was a miscarriage of justice and that it, he had been given an excessive sentence, even though the maximum allowable sentence for kidnapping in Australia is 25 years. Mm. So his appeal was denied, mostly on the grounds that although he was like, well, I didn't like actually harm her. They were mm-hmm. like, no, you traumatized this person for mm-hmm. life. So get wrecked. Mm-hmm. Get so, fucked. Kick rocks. Yep. So also in a strange turn of events, Julian was actually born in Germany. And although his family moved to Australia when he was very young, he had never filed for permanent citizenship in Australia. So when in prison, his visa expired, he petitioned to have it renewed, but was denied in 2014. So upon his release in 2016, he was deported back to Germany. (gasps) Oh, fuck that guy. Good. Yep. So he actually, 
So this fucking jackass who tried to kidnap his girlfriend for the purpose of convincing her to have sex with him is just running around free in Germany. Like that, yo, you know what's funny is the moment that you said that, because here's my thing, the moment that you said that he woke up and was like, hey, Carolyn, like this, that, and the other, like she yeah. would have heard him getting abducted too. And I, when you, once you said like she, he was like, oh, I'm here, but I'm not blindfolded. I was like, nope. Mm-mm. Yeah. He did it. He did it. What a fucking freak. Like, what about that is going to yeah. make you think that you, your girlfriend's going to have sex with you after that? Yep. And, like, how abusive and crazy can you possibly be exactly. to inflict lifelong trauma on somebody on someone just because you want them to agree to have sex with you? Like, what the fuck? I just... it. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Why men? Why do men? Why do men? Why do men? Yep. Question mark. Hello? Yeah. Holy shit. Yes. This man literally forced his 17-year-old girlfriend to be terrified, naked, and stranded in the woods, convincing her that she had been abducted and was possibly going to be murdered or other horrible crimes happening to her. Mm -hmm. And for six days, purposefully just got her lost and ran around in circles in the woods, again, naked and cold and terrified for six days, thinking that maybe eventually she'll have sex with him. I just like... And the fact that it was like you mm-hmm. and she had already agreed like she would one day like after marriage mm-hmm. he just couldn't wait and here's my thing and i feel like the age difference adds to that for me yeah you know what i mean like you're 22 like you're in yeah. a different point in your life here's the thing age differences i feel like once you get to like 27 28 like i feel like if you're dating someone mm-hmm. five years older than you if you like you like yeah. we've both had stuff with people who are a lot older than us right mm-hmm. like i feel like when you're like our age if i was dating a 30 year old yeah it would still be some differences but it wouldn't be as big of a deal as if i was dating a 20 year old as someone who has been in a relationship yeah. who with someone who was five no yeah f- six years my my elder mm-hmm. and also being in a relationship with someone who is three years my my junior like mm-hmm. there is such a big age difference either even in just three years i was dating someone when me and my ex broke up i was 25 and he was 21 yeah. 22 sorry there is such a big difference in just those two mm-hmm. age ranges it's insane yeah like so the five years and that's in their 20s too yeah like i can't imagine being i was i was 18 dating a 24 year old that was fucking weird yeah. You know what I mean? So like it's just there's no like there's nothing mm-hmm. in my head. I don't give a fuck how much your family agrees with it. I yeah. there's nothing in my head that will make it okay for anyone above the age of 19 to date a 17 year old. Yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I'm very against that level of age range there. The and... only reason I could be okay with it is if it was like they started dating when the person was 15 and like 17. Okay. And like yeah. she's the per- the person's just about I don't say she the se- the 17 year old's just about to turn 18 and the 20 year old just turned 20. One yeah. of those where it's like right it's like right there, right you know there. what I mean? Like That's right the time I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Cuz a 2 year age difference and even then like I feel like it's a different if you started dating when you were 15 mm-hmm. and now you're 17. Like let's say I started dating someone at 15 who was 17. That's still weird for me. Yeah. But like it's it doesn't make me feel as weird once they're 20 and 18 or 19 and yeah. 17 than it does when it's like 17 and 22 yep or or even yeah. when like it started i feel like if it started when you're both minors i'm okay with it but yeah but I've, they have been dating for two years mm-hmm. so she was 15 when they started and he was 20 yes so that's even weird that's weird that a 20 year old was shopping for girlfriends at the local well, high think, school because think about even that thing about when he was 16 she was 11 yeah that's fucking that's weird. fucking disgusting 
Yeah. That's like I feel like anything nasty. more than a two year age difference up until the age of like twenty four is weird. Yeah. Like even a t- like even like my my current girlfriend and I are a year and a half apart. Like that's not a lot because we're very similar in like our our mentality and stuff. But a two year age difference, even at my age at twenty five, I was dating a twenty three year old. Like I wasn't yeah. the same person I was at twenty three. No. Like I like I feel like and people make this joke all the time and I really believe in it. Like especially now that I turn twenty five, when you turn twenty five, your brain like a switch goes off. Yeah, because your brain's finally fully formed. Yeah, and I literally I never believed it until. I turned 25 and I was like, I'm an adult now. Yeah. Like, I'm actually an adult. Yeah. Things hit different. And, like, I just, this case was so mm-hmm. incredibly baffling to me. Like, how could anyone think that this was an okay plan and that this wasn't some sort of scary, abusive mm-hmm. thing to do to yeah, someone? Yeah, it's fucking crazy, dude. I can't get over that. Just what the fuck? Absolutely insane to me. Jesus fucking Christ. But, well, yeah, he's just walking around in Germany, free man Jesus now. Christ. I wish her very much well. I hope that mm-hmm. she's okay, that there was some way that she could learn to, like, mm-hmm. feel safe or trust people again after mm-hmm. this. But, yeah, this is the fuckwad who literally abducted his girlfriend because he thought he could trick her into That's having sex. That's crazy, dude. Holy shit. Yep. Well, if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at Figures in the Dark. You can follow us on Twitter at Figures in the Dark, but Dark spelled DRK. You can like us on Facebook, send us a message, share our page at Figures in the Dark Pod. Or wait, that was Facebook, right? Yeah. Sorry. Just Figures in the Dark. Yeah. Sorry. You can send us a message. Um, you can send us an email, uh, key suggestions, spooky stories, picture your cats, mental health check ins to Figures in the Dark Podcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on all major streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Yeah. And thank you for listening. And as always, beware the figures in the dark. All right. Bye. Bye.